The Truth News Network. Fake news, circular logic, disinformation, outright lies. What do you do when the truth goes underground? Well, here, let me get that door for you. Welcome to TNN, the Truth News Network. And your host is Dan Newman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thursday edition of TNN Live, produced by Truth News Network. Hey, how's it going? How's your week going? I mean, look, just got one more day after today, and you're at the weekend. Let me just say this. We're going to talk about a lot of things on the show today, things that uh, may surprise some of you, things that are going to be cool, things that are going to be informative, and we're going the second hour of the show today, we're going to Bogota, Colombia. That's right. Mark Grennan, you remember him? We had him on the show for a full hour, actually longer than an hour, from his jail cell in Bogota, Colombia. That was back in December. He's the guy that he and his three sons were arrested in Miami back in 2021. And we're going to find out all of the details. He was with us for, as I said, more than an hour. And we're going to do a a synopsis of what we talked about that day and what's going on at the front part of the second hour. And then Mark's going to break it down. We're going to get some more details and find out what's really going on. But I can tell you this, if you didn't like the fact that the U.S. Department of Justice does some things a little bit differently, maybe a bit shady at times, and maybe it looks like we the people are caught in their gun sights way too many times to be accidental. If you're one of those that feels that way, and I do, you're really going to be hacked off when you hear about this. Listen to this, four guys, four guys, four Americans, three of them, in Miami or the Miami area, one of them in Bogota, Colombia, in prison there, they're not getting a speedy trial. He, Mark Grennan, is in Bogota, Colombia because he was there in medical mission work when the United States had the Colombian government arrest him, threw him in jail. They won't extradite him to the U.S. to try him. That's just one of the things that's going to blow your mind when he comes and visit with us. And yeah, it's pretty unique, a guy being able to make a a phone call and go on a talk show in the United States of America from his own jail cell down in Bogota, Colombia. You may want to let a few people know what's going to be happening at the top of the second hour of the show today. Meanwhile, I know you know this, there's a whole lot going on that we need to dig into. Now, the first thing we're going to do, we're doing a little history lesson little history lesson. And it's always good to look backwards and kind of analyze things that you've been through because those are the things that shape what you're going through today and what you're going to go through tomorrow. So let's go down memory lane. Five years ago, all in an effort to overthrow a duly elected president. You remember that? President Trump. Democrats, along with the media and the deep state and government, fabricated that Russian collusion hoax. When that didn't work, the murder of George Floyd was used. It was an excuse to burn and loot a countless number of Democrat-run cities. And hardly anything was done to hold anybody accountable in that little charade. And when that failed, we got COVID-19 
It was exploited to smash small businesses, dehumanize Trump voters. Oh my gosh, MAGA people, look out, here they come. And even stunt children's growth using masks. In all three cases, that all happened just over five years, folks. It seems like that would be a decade. It was so much in it. In just over five years, the media and Democrats manipulated events into eras of neo-McCarthyism. And for those of you that don't know what McCarthyism is, Joseph McCarthy was a very powerful member of the United States Senate. And he decided he was going to go after people that he called communists. This is back in the late 50s, early 60s. And when I say go after, he destroyed those people. And they had done nothing wrong. Even turned their sights on Hollywood. And if anybody just called you a commie, you were going to get in deep trouble, even go to jail, get stripped of your job, all kinds of things like that. Sound a little familiar? Well, what was that all about? And what were the last five years and the stuff that we've been through? What's that all about? They were purity test. You were either against Trump or with Russia rigging our elections. All you had to do was say, I'm against Trump. You supported the domestic terrorist in Black Lives Matter, and if you didn't do that, you're a racist. You are either willing to mask little kids and destroy the livelihoods of vaccine skeptics and small businesses and business owners, or you were a serial killer. These purity tests came with false idols we're required to worship now, like Robert Mueller, George Floyd, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the COVID God. (laughs) This is what happens when you have a political party that's incapable of governing like governing is supposed to happen. You know that constitutional structure thing? The Democrat Party's elitism has cost them the support of the working class. Remember, those were the people that Democrats made feel obligated to the party, not to anything substantive just the party. Additionally, almost every city they govern is now a third world like Detroit or headed in that direction. They want gay porn taught in schools, mentally ill men sharing locker rooms with our daughters, kids masked forever, high gas prices going higher, open borders, and I could go on and on. So in an effort to distract from that, we've been hit with three Neo-McCarthyism eras in a row, three moral panics, but number four is by far the most terrifying. Listen to this, folks. Vladimir Putin's war against Ukraine, we hope it'll end with his humiliation. But wishing for that and approving of economic sanctions against Russia ain't enough. It's not going to work, folks. It should be enough. But it's not. In a sane world, a war unfolding in a country that is of no strategic interest to us would be story number four or five after inflation, after high gas prices, and after our horrible crime and escalating more and more, even to become more horrible. But instead of focusing on issues that matter to everyday Americans, Democrats and their media lapdogs are frantically manufacturing 
a moral panic now around Ukraine. We've been given an idol to worship, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, and also the absolutely necessary purity test. We're blacklisting Russian artists, including dead ones, by the way. We're killing a countless number of Russian jobs. We're even ceasing the exportation of medicines. This is insane. Why would we want to make enemies of the Russian people? But none of this matters. More frightening still are the growing calls we're hearing for a no-fly zone over Ukraine, an act that would without question lead to a hot war between the U.S. and Russia. Folks, listen. Listen. I'm all in for helping getting those MiG-29s to the Ukrainian pilots. However, we have to do that. I'm all in for that. But a no-fly zone throughout history, folks, it brings massive deaths and destruction. And in this case, it's almost certain that would happen. Seriously, that would happen. A no-fly zone, what does it mean? We shoot down Russian planes, period. Now, you don't think that will create a hot war? Nothing will. The media misinformation about the no-fly zones mixed with all the emotional manipulation around the war has it, at least according to one poll, resulted in 74% of the country favoring a no-fly zone. That's right, according to at least one poll, 74% of the American people want to go to war with Russia. War, 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 a real war, and that's what it would be that might end with the nuclear buttons being tested on both sides. The moral panic now has some members of the Republican Party calling for military escalation against Russia. Our military escalation against Russia. U.S. Representative Brian Mast of Florida, Republican, says he supports imposing a no-fly zone, despite the risk involved with the U.S. shooting down Russian aircraft. Maria Elvira Salazar, a Republican from Florida, told reporters she absolutely supported Ukrainian President Zelensky's call for that no-fly zone. Senator Roger Wicker, Republican from Mississippi, endorsed the idea of the no-fly zone over Ukraine amid the invasion of the Eastern European country, which grows deadlier by the day as Russian troops lay siege to population centers. Here's the most manipulative of them all. South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, military guy, way up in the National Guard. Here's what he said he would do. He would support a NATO-enforced no-fly zone over Ukraine if Vladimir Putin used chemical weapons on civilians there. So with his red line, you can see what the warmonger Graham is up to. It's WMD all over again. Remember that? Weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. We destroyed Iraq, and we did it in the name of there are weapons of mass destruction there. We went over there to get them and stop them. We never found them. The reason we didn't find them is they weren't there, but we had factual evidence of their existence. Horse hockey. Last week, while testifying before the Senate, Under Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, who was a notorious deep stater, 
admitted, admitted this. Ukraine has biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops may be seeking to gain control of. Now, what's that all about? It just turns out that the United States, our CIA, and whoever and whatever other agencies happen to have scattered around Ukraine, folks, 30 biological research laboratories. Now, what in the heck do you think those would be for? Well, yeah, it could be for, you know, finding the next COVID-19. Could be. But you wouldn't have 30 labs there doing that. We have labs all over the United States and in other countries that are doing that, that we're funding. A bunch of them here in the U.S. Why would we have 30 in Ukraine? And why would Vladimir Putin be going stupid crazy to destroy them all? Newland went on to say that if there's a chemical or biological attack, she's 100% certain Russia will be responsible. It is classic Russian technique, she said, to blame the other guy what they are planning to do themselves. Well, wait a minute. Wait a doggone minute. Does that not give off the same WMD stink that led us into that 20-year war in Iraq? Is that the play here? We're just going to willy-nilly start shooting down Russian jets. Uh, In other words, go to war with Russia because we're 100% certain that if some biological event occurs, it's Russia's doing. Now, let me ask you this. Let's just pause for a second. If you're one of the mullahs in Iran and you heard the United States Senator Lindsey Graham say that, and if you feel like his opinion in this whole thing He has a bunch of other senators and people in the House and Joe Biden in the White House that agree with you. And you know what's going on over there in Ukraine because you know all of the major countries, they know exactly what we're up to. Wouldn't you say, hey, all we got to do is create some kind of little thing that looks like a biological attack and the U.S. will go to war with Russia. Folks, we're that close. <laughs> we are that close. And we don't have, we don't have, we're not no longer, we are not the greatest country on the planet. We're not. And if we get into this thing with the leadership and the military and the intelligence structure that we have in place that you and I have been watching over the last months, showing us just how inept they are from top to bottom, I guarantee you at the end of it, our kids and grandkids may be taught a different language to speak. The media and our warmongers are so desperate to cover up the fact that Ukraine does indeed have those labs, that former Representative Tulsi Gabbard of Ohio has been attacked as a traitor for urging us simply to be cautious for fear of these facilities being inadvertently or purposely breached or compromised. Why would all of the mainstream guys. I'm talking about in the government. I'm not talking about just Democrats, Republicans too. Why would they pile up on her? If it quacks and waddles, it's a duck. Get this. Over a $59.95 donation, the far-left Daily Beast suggested 
that Gabbard was compromised by an accused Russian agent. Now, we shouldn't be surprised that the left would say that or feel that way about Tulsi Gabbard. Why? Well, look what they did to Donald Trump. They created a whole scenario that he was he was in a motel room in Russia that the Obama slept in, and he hired a bunch of hookers and had them lay around and watch him urinate on the bed. <laughs> we almost went into a war over that, and we spent at least $50 million of taxpayer monies as they propped up a fake investigation that lasted more than two years, came out with no evidence to show anything that they said was true. In fact, came out with a bunch of evidence that's still piling up that shows that they were in cahoots with Vladimir Putin. (laughs) And it doesn't stop with Lindsey Graham, folks. What about Mitch McConnell? He's the minority leader in the U.S. Senate. Here's what he said. With regard to the ongoing war in Ukraine, it seems to me that the president believes that any effort to help Ukrainians is potentially provocative to the Russians. Look, the provocations have already occurred. The war is underway. We need to do any and everything we can to help our Ukrainian friends, short of, as we all agree, putting American troops across the NATO line. Unfortunately, the administration keeps on dragging its heels. Even when they do the right thing, they do it too late. The administration needs to get the message we need to help the Ukrainians every conceivable way. Alternately, Democrats in the media are pressing Biden to outflank Republicans, to use the moral panic to paint the GOP as weak on Ukraine. This would not only mean the Democrats in Biden would have to escalate their own rhetoric and warmongering, it would escalate the Republicans. We're Zelensky Democrats, and their Putin Republicans would be my bumper sticker. Now, who said that? Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee Chair, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney of New York. Biden's reluctance to more forcefully combat Republican attacks reflects both the fear that the situation in Ukraine could escalate further and an effort, at least for now, to minimize the creep of domestic politics and delicate matters of foreign affairs. Republicans have been less concerned about dragging Biden's decisions squarely into the political arena. Here's the bottom line. The hard truth. The fact that what Russia is doing to Ukraine constitutes an atrocity is not enough to justify war or even risk a war. And as of right now, and I hope this doesn't change, Biden is handling things about as well as one would believe and hope for. That's hard for me to say. (laughs) It's hard for me to say, but at least we're not in war, folks. Yet, McConnell is accusing Biden of dragging his feet. Yeah, well, that's precisely what Biden shouldn't be doing, especially if there's a biological event. Can you picture the chaos that we would all be in immediately? You know how quick we got where we are today. Folks, we don't have the leadership in place to go to war. We don't have the military intelligence. We don't have the intelligence intelligence. You know what I'm talking about? 
We don't have the politicians. We don't have the infrastructure that would support us going to war. Now, if you're a regular here, you know how much I feel for Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and how much I think about him. He's a patriot. He will go down in history, no matter how this ends up. He'll go down in history, and probably somewhere in his Wikipedia description and historic events there, there's going to be the words, Winston Churchill in a t-shirt. But in reality, put it in the context of living on planet Earth today, if Ukraine beats Russia, obviously that would be a wonderful thing. We'll all be screaming and hollering. If Ukraine falls to Russia, that would be a shame. And listen to what I'm about to say. This may hack off some of you people. If Ukraine falls to Russia, it would be a shame. But it's not our problem. We can't police the entire world. We just can't do it. And you can't flip a coin in Ukraine regarding pushing and pushing and pushing and doing whatever you think you need to do to just blow the Russian army out of Ukraine. You can't just go do that hoping that Vladimir Putin won't push the nuclear button. He said he is willing to do that. He is an intellectual monster. No question about it. But do not underestimate the media's and the Democrat Party's willingness to do whatever it takes, whatever, unholy stuff, to protect their power. These monsters have already burned our cities. Think about what they've done. Think about what they've done in Seattle, Portland, Minneapolis, Chicago, Rochester, New York, Washington, D.C. They've done that for power, for power. They attempted a coup, (laughs) and they've abused our children in the COVID-19 fog of two years. To the left, World War III is more than worth it if it means holding on to power. Let me tell you what else happens every time we go to war. The military bureaucracy, they start licking their chops. What are you talking about, Dan? Where do all the bullets come from? Where do all the tanks come from? Where do all the missiles come from? Where do all the new jets come from? Where is all the money that pays for the bullets and the infrastructure for all this? What do we do every time we get into something like this? We don't have that kind of money in the bank. So what do we do? We just go print some more treasury bonds and we sell them and say, here's an IOU. We hope we can pay you back for this someday. We go further and further in debt. But think about this. Where does all that money go? Well, I'll ask the questions again. Where do the bullets come from? Where do the tanks come from? Where do the missiles come from? Where do the airplanes come from? All these big, big companies in America. The stockholders just get richer and richer and richer. And what do they do? They go give campaign contributions 
to all of those patriots that made it possible for us to go to war. You think I'm joking, folks? <laughs> this is this is playing out right before our eyes. And you watch, over the next few days, it's going to come to a head. And we're going to see which way America goes. Are we going to stick to our structure, to our establishment ideals, to all of those things that we have espoused for 260 plus years as being who we are, who we are. America was never set up to be the policemen of the world. We were never set up to be the arbiters of every conflict between countries. And we're just not big enough, we're just not powerful enough to do that. First of all, with any integrity. Secondly, how in the world can you trust this group of leaders to make the right choices in the conflict that we would be in instantly. Moms, how do you feel about them sending a letter to your son or daughter and saying, hey, guess what? You get to join us in Ukraine or Poland or the old Czechoslovakia or maybe Russia or Poland over there fighting against all of this, knowing that going into it, the odds are against our nation. And you've seen what this administration is willing to do. Joe Biden left a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, Americans are still behind enemy lines in Afghanistan from September last year. Are you confident Joe Biden is going to have your back when the heat gets hot? I'm not. I support Volodymyr Zelensky, and I support the people of Ukraine, but I do not support our government putting us in suicide watch for ourselves just to make us look good. Real truth, real news, TNN, the Truth News Network. Welcome aboard Pizza Hut, where our legendary pan and stuffed crust pizzas will fly you to a world of flavors. Taste an all-American pizza sauce, juicy pepperoni, and farm-fresh mozzarella to discover America's mega pepperoni. Or explore the creamy pesto sauce. Chicken and mushroom is in the French creamy chicken mushroom. Fly far above the rest in taste and variety with five new pizzas. And thank you for flying Pizza Hut. of a beautiful song lingers on and on. L'Air du Temps perfume, the classic French fragrance that you can wear anywhere, anytime, makes you unforgettable. L'Air du Temps perfume by Nina Ricci. Summer seems even brighter when you've been inside a while. It's time to drive again with Honda, KVB.com's 2020 Best Value Brand. You could get a great deal on the 2020 Passport or 2020 Pilot, with financing as low as 0.9% APR on select models. Visit the Honda Summer Clearance Event today. For well-qualified buyers, see dealer for financing details based on 2020 brand image source from Kelly Blue, but visit KBB.com for more information. 
Whether holding down the fort or bouncing back to school, childhood is always in session. So keep feeding us right with sun-made snacks, just like when you were a kid. Remember their naturally sweet raisins? Yup, still delicious. And so are Sunmate's other snacks, like creamy yogurt-covered raisins, sour raisin snacks that taste like sour candy with no added sugar, and Sunmate's new s'mores and birthday cake bites. All delicious, all made with whole fruit. Sunmade snacks. I know, I know, I probably hacked off one or two or three or four or maybe a thousand. I, you know, I don't know. I just, if you come around here very often, you're going to find out what we do is research. When we find things out, we just go right after it. And that's what we're doing today. And we're not done yet. If you just joined us, Mark Grinnan, Mark Grinnan, you remember that name? Back in December, Mark Grinnan was on TNN Live and has a really sad story. He and his three sons in mission mission work as medical missionaries, they were arrested. Some of them were in South Florida. They were arrested there by the feds. And two of them were in Bogota, Colombia, Mark and one of the sons. So I won't get deep into what's going on there, but just let me tell you, they got crossways with the FDA, crossways with the CDC and crossways with Dr. Anthony Fauci. And for that, Mark Grennan, who will be speaking to us at the top of the next hour, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, excuse me. I get the time zones all mixed up. But Mark Grennan will be speaking to us from a jail cell, his in Bogota, Colombia prison, where he's been for longer than a year and a half at the behest of the United States Department of Justice, no trial, no formal hearing whatsoever, no arraignment. Whatever happened to that promise of uh, speedy trial, you know, that constitutional kind of thing. So if you've got some friends that want to hear some truth and learn some ugly things about our government, like we need to learn more, get them ready to listen to Mark Grennan, at the top of the next hour here at TNN Live. Well, does it sound like I'm a little bit animated today? Well, I am. So after Zelensky delivered that joint address to Congress yesterday, Republicans started demanding that Biden take more action to aid the foreign country in its conflict with Russia, which we're all in support of. No, no, don't take the opening segment of the show today is I don't want to support Ukraine. I do. I just don't want to do it in a way that's going to start World War III, and I don't think we have to. Democrats, they just weighed in, too. They praise Biden's economic sanctions on Russia, and they want to focus much of their anger toward Vladimir Putin during the 2022 midterm elections. Uh Uh-oh. We talked about elections. Does this thing have to do with elections? (laughs) Folks, everything has to do with the next election. If it's next year or in three more years, it's all built around politics. Senators Rob Portman from Ohio, Republican. Roger Wicker, another Republican from Mississippi. Amy Klobuchar, Democrat from Minnesota. Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut. They are so invested in the Ukraine-Russia conflict 
They, t- they took a trip last weekend to go to Poland. And since that trip, they've been arguing for greater U.S. involvement. Meanwhile, about 60 Republicans and Democrats in the Problem Solvers Caucus. What a name for any kind of United States government entity. <laughs> Is there such a thing as problem solvers? I don't know. Well, they're urging for more U.S. air defense support for Ukraine against Russia. Yesterday, Biden announced another billion dollars in U.S. military aid for Ukraine. What does that include? Well, providing Ukrainian forces with 800 Stinger anti-aircraft systems, some with longer ranges, which has been needed, 9,000 anti-armor systems, 100 drones, 100 grenade launchers, 1,000 pistols, 5,000 rifles, 400 machine guns. I didn't even know we made those anymore. 400 shotguns and 20 million rounds of ammo. You could really do a lot of damage with that. And hopefully it gets to the Ukrainian people in time for them to use them to protect their nation. At the same time this is going on with much less interest, Biden's policies are encouraging a surge of illegal immigration to the United States. Haven't heard about this, have you? ICE, what's ICE? That's the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Division of Homeland Security. They started reporting that shows that interior immigration enforcement has been drastically gutted over the last year. That lack of enforcement is a really, really big benefit to the millions of illegals set to arrive this year under Joe Biden. This is according to Stephen Coppitz with Princeton Policy Advisors. He said, we are still on track. We're going to break the record, folks. 2.1 million apprehensions at our southern border, which represents both the fiscal year and calendar year record. It showed that nearly 160,000 border crossers were apprehended at the U.S.-Mexico border in February, just one month. That 2.1 million projection shows that Biden is set to entice a foreign population to our southern border that is twice the size of the population of San Jose, California. Been there, love it. And more than three times the size of the population of Washington, D.C. itself. Mark Morgan, you see him all the time on the various talk shows. He's the former Customs and Border Protection Commissioner. He is now a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He called the illegal immigration levels all intentional. He said the Biden administration wants these historic numbers because they see a perceived political benefit there. Meanwhile, he said, our communities are suffering from this crisis. It's time for Congress to hold this administration accountable. Though the Biden folks continue to hide the number of illegals and border crossers that are released into the U.S. interior every month, prior monthly data shows tens of thousands are quickly transported to American communities. These late-night charter jet trips and bus trips. In January alone, more than 62,500 of these border crosses and illegals were released in our interior. Most of them 
We have no idea where they are. Most of them were not vetted. We don't know who they were before we let them go. 62,500. That's a population more than twice the size of Princeton, New Jersey, twice the size of Lexington, Massachusetts, and more than six times the size of Jackson, Wyoming. And now we have a huge cry from the left. We got to take care of these Ukrainian people that are doing their best to get away from being annihilated by Vladimir Zelensky. They're crying for Joe Biden to open up with almost no structure, no proof of identity, no checking materials, nothing, and just let Ukrainian refugees head to the United States. Building a political party from the bottom up. Democrat Party has been dying on the vines for decades. Every year, they just get a little lower support from the American people. And they sense they're losing their power, and they have been. So this is their way of building their political base wider and making it stronger. Yesterday, did you see any of the President Zelensky speech that he gave via internet, Zoom, or whatever it was to the U.S. Congress? He said a lot of things. He said negotiations are still going on. He said, my priorities in the negotiations are absolutely clear. The end of the war, security guarantees, sovereignty, restoration of territorial integrity, real guarantees for our country, real protection for our country. His remarks came after Mikhailo Bodolyak, advisor to Zelensky and one of Ukraine's representatives at the Russia-Ukraine ceasefire negotiations, told the president that the two countries appear to have found some common ground. How about that? The only thing we confirm at this stage is a ceasefire. Withdrawal of Russian troops and security guarantees from a number of countries. He tweeted that, encouraging a direct dialogue between Zelensky and Putin himself. Now, wouldn't that be a novel idea? The leaders of two nations, one is the one who's invading, the other is the one who is invaded, and let them work it out and resolve it and stop all of this craziness without us blowing up the world and starting World War III. I vote for that. We're three weeks into this. Three weeks in, Britain's defense ministry said in an intelligence update that the offensive has largely stalled everywhere in this conflict. Russian forces have made minimal progress on land, sea, or air in recent days. They continue to suffer heavy losses themselves, while the Ukrainian resistance remains staunch and well-coordinated. The vast majority of Ukrainian territory, including all major cities, remains in Ukrainian hands. Folks, here's where we need to be thinking based upon the potpourri of things that I gave to you information in the opening today. We need to think and be very, very um, creative in what we can do to assist Ukraine in beating this foe that is invading their country. We don't need to once again go over there, insert ourselves in there, 
and have thousands of our young men and women die when we have two leaders that are actually talking about sitting down at a table and finding resolution. So what do they want? What do they want? Well, how about let's listen to a conversation in Ukraine, I'm sorry, in New York at the United Nations, where Russian Ambassador Zabinzia, Nabinzia, who was there in New York talking about what Putin needs, what Russia needs to end this thing. Eric Sean, Fox News. Ambassador, when will Vladimir Putin stop his war crimes? When will you stop this obscene assault against Ukraine? And will Vladimir Putin surrender? And what? Will Vladimir Putin no, surrender? I, I heard the first part. And what's surrender what? Surrender your assault and barbaric war against Ukraine. Will you stop in the sake of humanity? When, when the goals of the, of the special military operations are achieved, it will stop. It was, uh, it was announced from the very beginning. Uh, I must tell you that uh, I, I appreciate your humane approach, but uh, I didn't see that humane approach. Uh, in all these eight years when Ukrainian forces, uh, Ukrainian armed forces and radicals were shelling and bombing uh, <coughs> Donetsk and Lugansk uh, without any reproach, basically any reproach from the international community, from the uh, no comments uh, from the uh, UN officials uh, on, that, on that issue. Uh, Yesterday, yesterday, there was a barbaric attack uh, of the Ukrainian armed forces who used cluster munitions uh, in which uh, Russia is, is uh, uh, accused uh, from uh, based on, on sources which, uh, which cannot, cannot be identified. But they used the cluster munition, munition in the center of Donetsk. 21 persons died, person, uh, died uh, 30 plus wounded. Uh, no comments. I was looking through uh, news, uh, uh, including Western media today. I didn't come across a single article uh, on that uh, on that barbaric attack. Yesterday, Secretary General made uh, made a stakeout. He didn't say a word on that attack. Uh, only when asked a question, he said that if that was deliberate, it is condemnable. Uh, I must tell you that we are very much concerned how UN officials, including the top ones, uh, including the Secretary General, including Under Secretary General Rosemary de Carla, are assessing the situation, the situation in, in Ukraine, uh, accusing Russia of indiscriminate attacks. Secretary General yesterday said that uh, although that attack is conde- condemnable, uh, the most of the, of the uh, uh, destruction comes from the Russian sources, as if uh, he, was, uh, he was comparing two events and, and uh, uh, implying that, uh, implying that uh, <coughs> that attack uh, didn't deserve condemnation. Ambassador, Ambassador, Pamela. Pamela Falk from CBS News, as you know. Uh, my question is about a ceasefire. What would it take for Russia to have an overall, not just humanitarian ceasefire, what does Ukraine need to do? And what's in your resolution? What What are you proposing on humanitarian corridors? Thank you. I, I cited I cited a few uh, things obvious for a humanitarian resolution. You will see it soon, shortly, because it will be it will be published. 
Не негошейтет сисфай. Негошейтет сисфай. Of course, it should be negotiated. And this ceasefire will uh, will take place when uh, when uh, conditions that were put forward uh, by Russia will be implemented, and uh, they are there very well known. And can you just lay it out what those conditions are? Uh, demilitarization of Ukraine, denazification of Ukraine, uh, no threat which would uh, come from that territory, from that country, uh, to Russia. Uh, no uh, no uh, joining NATO. President Zelensky announced uh, just a few hours perhaps ago that uh, he understands that, uh, that Ukraine will not join NATO, uh, citing uh, in particular his disappointment with the way NATO, NATO reacted. But, uh, that, but the goal of Ukraine joining NATO is in the Ukrainian constitution, so it should be, it should be dropped from there, uh, first and foremost. And I, think that, I think that's enough. Parallels we hear, sir, between the US invasion of Iraq in 2003. You have been very critical. Russia has been very critical. You've also been very critical of the 2011 invasion attack on Libya led by NATO. Are there parallels between what the US did in 2003 and the unilateral actions we are seeing from, from Russia and the criticism that is being leveled against UN officials that are simply seeking to defend the UN Charter? Uh, every situation is unique, but I do not recall the level uh, of uh, uh, outrage, hysterics uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, U.S. Uh, invasion of Iraq. Uh, they tried to get Kofi Annan fired. Sorry. They tried to get Kofi Annan fired. So I would argue they were. No, no resolutions, nothing. If you remember, no resolution of the Security Council, uh, no, nothing that uh, would be comparable to what what we're experiencing today. Thank you very much. I think that's about as close as we can get to the Russian president. Vladimir Putin, that was the Russian United Nations ambassador who's been around a very long time. Did you hear any end of the world kind of things that he said would happen or were being considered? You heard nothing. And then on the other side of the pond, the Atlantic Ocean, you heard all of our on people that are willing to escalate this thing into what will certainly morph in to, if not World War III, a much, much bigger conflict. We don't need that, folks. We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the people. We don't have the leaders. We don't have the military leaders. And to be quite honest with you, we don't need to spend the dollars. Have you heard? We're in the middle of massive inflation that's been unseen since 1982, and it's getting worse every day. And what makes it worse quicker than anything else? When our government spends money that we don't have. And that's been happening already. We gave away a couple of trillion dollars in aid during the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, we had one of those. It's over, but we're still giving money away left and right. Money that we don't have to give away. We don't need to start a war to even create a bigger problem financially, economically, and end up having our people die needlessly. Undeniably, the go-to source for nonpartisan, spin-free news from the world. TNN, the Truth News Network. Truthnewsnet.org. Those in the know like to stay in the realm of innovation. Join them. 
It's easy to keep up with the latest trends and own the latest tech with BMW Select as it offers you the option to drive a brand new BMW every three years. You also get to tailor your deal to suit your pocket and your lifestyle. Visit select.bmw.co.za for more. BMW Select. Dynamic finance for ultimate control. BMW Financial Services is an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. T's and C's apply. What is Coca-Cola? Is it an excuse to get together? Since 1886, Coca-Cola has been passing on smiles from generation to generation. We've been giving kids scholarships. Like the early birds and the all-nighters. And you get to enjoy what matters most. Coca-Cola. Drink up. George Orwell said freedom is the right to tell someone what they don't want to hear. Today, that's called the truth. At truthnewsnet.org. Here's Dan Newman. And of course, we all want to be told, hey, everything's okay. Man, we're, we're, uh, we're out of wars. We've got peace on earth. We have peace in the United States. We're not burning down cities. We're not shooting and killing each other. That's a panacea we don't see. We haven't seen it in quite a while. Will we ever again? I'm prayerfully hoping that we will. But as of right now, we're not seeing that. Who do you think you would like to sit down to with this Ukraine-Russian thing going on and just get into their head a little bit? Maybe ask some questions and get some answers and maybe figure out if you can trust what they're saying. For me, it would be Vladimir Putin, Russian president. Why the heck is this going on? You know, we hear the talk about he wants to reunite the old Soviet Union. But what we don't know is the for what. What's his long game? What's his long-term plan? Well, let me just give you a little peekaboo from his own mouth, what he said yesterday. He sent a chilling warning to the West and to oligarchs telling, and I'm quoting him here, scum traders that Russians will spit them out like a midge that flew into their mouths as he claimed Western attempts to have global dominance is coming to an end. He was speaking in a bombastic televised address from the Kremlin. This doesn't sound good, does it? He warned the West would use those who earn their money here but live over there as a fifth column to divide our society. Quote, I don't judge. I do not judge those with villas in Miami or the French Riviera or who can't get by without oysters or foie gras or so-called gender freedoms. The problem is they mentally exist there and not here with our people with Russia. The West will try to bet on the so-called fifth column on traitors to divide our society, to provoke civil confrontation, to strive to achieve its aim. And there is one aim, the destruction of Russia. He wasn't done, folks. He claimed that the conflict was merely a pretext for the West to impose sanctions because they just don't want a strong and sovereign Russia and he insisted the military operation in Ukraine is going to plan despite his troops' advance remaining largely stalled on the outskirts of Kiev. But he also told Russians, in words ironically reminiscent of Zelensky's speeches, that we are fighting for our sovereignty and the future of our children. This is the latest 
in the propaganda pushed by Moscow in a bid to justify what they've done, invading Ukraine. And they're selling it to the Russian people. So the Russians are hearing one thing. The Ukrainians and others in the West are hearing another thing. Which one do you think the Russians are going to believe? Think about that. You just heard from his own mouth how he feels. The good thing is, from a bunch of different people that were at the table, Ukraine and Russia appear to have found some common ground amid the ceasefire talks. The only thing we confirm at this stage is a ceasefire withdrawal of Russian troops and security guarantees from a number of countries. That comes from an advisor to Ukraine, President Zelensky. This advisor is also one of Ukraine's representatives at the Russia-Ukraine ceasefire negotiations. He confirmed that a draft ceasefire deal reported on by the Financial Times but said it only represents the position of the Russia side. He also encouraged a direct dialogue between Zelensky and Vladimir Putin. That would be a great thing. Like I said in the opening, if we could get these two guys to sit down at the table, we might be able to work something out. According to the Financial Times, the draft of this agreement would include Kiev abandoning its pursuit of the NATO membership declaring neutrality, accepting limits on its armed forces, and promising not to host foreign military bases or weapons, leading to a ceasefire and withdrawal of Russian forces from Ukraine. They're making headway based on the conditions they both have laid out. Zelensky already conceded Ukraine is going to forget about becoming a NATO member. He said on Tuesday his country must accept that it will not become a member of the NATO military alliance. The Russian side also expressed some optimism in the ongoing negotiations. Sergei Lavrov, Russian's foreign minister, said yesterday a business-like spirit has emerged in negotiations with concrete formulations that he said are close to being agreed on. A neutral status is being seriously discussed In connection with security guarantees, Lavrov said, there are concrete formulations that, in my view, are close to being agreed. Putin ordered a full-scale invasion, as you can remember, on February 24th. We're 22 days into this thing. 22 days we've been in the middle of this. In just a couple of minutes, Mark Grennan is going to join us from his jail cell in Bogota, Colombia. Just want to make sure you understand that we're going to have to break away as soon as he calls in. I mean, you don't have a lot of freedom uh, to pick when you can use a telephone when you're in a prison down there. It just amazes me that he's able to even get out on a phone call and then get out on a phone call for the United States. When he called back in December, we spoke for over an hour several times We had to hang up, he got disconnected, and he called back. That may be the case. But let me just tell you this, folks. If if you get nothing at all out of this today, here's a man that has given his life to other people, helping other people. He was a pastor of a really big church up in in, uh, Massachusetts years ago. He felt a call to go to foreign countries and help people that are physically ill, mentally ill, and that they're not able to get the treatments that they need. He was in with his family in a 
and a group of other people that are like-minded in multiple countries, principally in South America and in Africa. They had great, great responses and results for many, many, many years. And then they got into something that turned into a political fiasco, and it put him in the direct line of fire of Dr. Anthony Fauci and the U.S. medical bureaucracy. He'll tell you a little bit more about it, but I want you to listen closely um, and make sure. If you know people that uh, aren't able to listen in today to this show live, make sure they understand that they can get every one of our shows after they're completed. Almost immediately, they go up on the websites at Spotify Podcast. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, I'm trying to remember all of these, TuneIn, Stitcher, Facebook, I missed one. Anyway, folks, they'll go up in a lot of different places, and all people have to do to find our shows, even the menu of all the past shows, is on those websites, just in the search bar, type in TNN Live, and our host front page will pop up, and there'll be an index with has by date the shows. And this show obviously will be dated today. You can, If you don't want to listen to the first hour of the show, just tell them they can fast forward to the middle. And right about halfway into it, they're going to be able to hear Mark Drennan. I think. I don't know. Let me see if we've got him. He called and we got, now he's calling back again. Let's try this together. I think we I think we have him. I think we have Mark on the phone, do we? Yes. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you loud and clear. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Uh, having a little cup of coffee. And uh, I'm on another part of the person on the public phone, so hopefully it'll be quieter. Well, I just uh, spent about three or four minutes giving the people a background, our reference back to our December conversation in which you uh, spent about an hour talking about what you have gone through. And I want to just kind of briefly go back and tell the folks that this began, the really negative stuff began, when a federal grand jury in Miami indicted you and your three sons, Jonathan, Jordan, and Joseph, with fraudulently marking and selling, and we know what it is, and I'm going to let you get into that. But ever since then, you have been fighting to be able to get yourself vindicated in a court of law, and the U.S. legal process has just come up against you and your sons, and you still haven't been able to get anything done there. Tell us briefly, and I know we've got noise in the background, and I understand that. Um, Tell us briefly, give us a synopsis of what's happened in the last year and a half that has you still in Bogota, Colombia, in prison, and your sons in Miami. Okay, yeah, sure. It happened um, in the beginning of 2020, let's just say January. I have my own podcast called the G2 Voice Broadcast of our church, the Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing. Something that we set up for all mankind. It would be no 
religion involved as far as tied to any religion, yet we're spiritual people, everyone is, but we didn't want to exclusively make it for just people that agreed with us um, spiritually. We wanted to be like a hospital where anyone could learn how to take care of their own health. Okay, so the beginning of January, you know, we heard, started hearing it from Wuhan, that people were dying from this new um, virus that was popping up, and we had people, we had people writing us and telling us they had this flu in, in different parts of the world, because our ministry is worldwide in 145 countries, where we have people trained. And we got testimonies coming in. So obviously on my broadcast, I would be mentioning, okay, this week we got 10 testimonies of, um, you know, diabetes is cured, um, cancer, autism, uh, malaria, and here's two for this new flu called the coronavirus. And every week I'd have more and more. So when it came to April, the, the Corona task team from the White House was set up, Fauci and some others, basically sent out letters to anyone that was claiming, with or without evidence, just anyone's claims that the coronavirus was going to be cured naturally without um, any type of medical or pharmaceutical drugs. And well, I got a letter to cease and desist from the FDA based upon a cosmetic code that says we cannot say that anything cures um, people, basically. It's a, it's a fraud. And, and, and so um, they told me to cease and desist, and 700 other people got this letter. We're the only ones that said, no, we're not going to listen to you because the First Amendment gives us the right to believe what we want as long as not hurting anyone and practice that belief and religious freedom and have the freedom of speech also, freedom of the press. I'll tell you in a little bit, they took my books and everything. So where's the freedom of speech there? Anyways, um, we, we said... Uh, the judge, they sent us the first uh, preliminary, uh, temporary, that's what it was, injunction. We never showed up to court. We said, you know, they have no jurisdiction over us. Why would we show up? Because the FDA is telling us to stop something our church has been doing for 16 years worldwide with testimonies, clinical studies, documentaries, um, affidavits under penalty of perjury why would I go to sit in front of a judge that is basically just set up and we've got a little broken signal here let's, let's pause just a second remember folks he's calling from Bogota, Colombia from jail and uh telephone signal is not that wonderful not that many people care about it basically what he was telling us was he and 
his family and a group of other people around the world had been doing this for 16 years. 16 years. Now, here at TNN Live, we've reported on numerous doctors from around the world, famous doctors, that have great reputations, never been in trouble, massive controlled uh, testing on COVID-19 patients using natural natural uh, elements have been reaping tremendous success. And we said that throughout this quote-unquote pandemic. And what Mark was just telling us is that 700 people from the FDA, 700 people that were treating people around the United States with a whole lot of medications that are not pharmacal medications were by our government told to stop talking about their abilities, cease and desist. The phone, we broke up. Are you are you there, Mark? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you now. Take it from there. Keep going okay. where you were. So, well, the FDA basically is telling us to shut up. And we said, no, we're not going to do it. And everyone else basically said, okay, we'll stop saying this. But why would I stop when I have evidence? That, and I have clinical studies. And I have people, not rats, that you can talk to that said I had this illness, did this with chlorine dioxide, and this is the result. That's real science, Dan. The definition of science is observation and repeatability. And we've been doing that basically all over the world for 16 years in multiple continents, all different cultures, all different races, and getting the same results. That's a worldwide clinical study, okay? And we, we were taken off YouTube. We had three million views on our testimony sites. We had four other channels shut down. All my Facebook shut down. And this is before they even sent us that letter. Okay, so let me go on. We didn't go to the preliminary temporary injunction trial. So they put a permanent one on us. We didn't show up for that. We were always at home. My sons were at the home church. We call the house church in Bradenton, Florida. Always there. Whenever they brought a, a claim or complaint or whatever, um, they always said, we're not gonna type it. We're not gonna sign it. We don't agree, but uh, we're here. And uh, we never ran. I was on the radio every week. And so July comes along, and there's a, there's a very coordinated raid on the house church in Bradenton, Florida. ABC helicopters there, ABC cameras, the sheriffs were there, the, the um, U.S. Marshals were there, the FDA, the Department of Justice representatives. Um, they had some hazmat people there, which they didn't need because nothing we're doing is dangerous. Everything, like you said, natural elements on the periodical timetable that God created. We're using salt, we're using hydrochloric acid that's in your stomach, and we're using chlorine, which is in your blood, Then People forget that. Not Clorox, chlor chlor chlorine, but chlorine naturally found is an element also. 
Hold on, just hold on, hold on, just a second. I want to point something to the people. You remember when uh, the White House attack team is what they were for COVID nineteen. You remember one day, President. Trump stood in that meeting and he said, there are lots of natural things out there having great success. And he used the term Clorox accidentally because he was no, talking. No, he didn't. No, oh, no, no, he didn't. Did he, he say chlorine? Disinfected. I got you. No, he said disinfected. Well, the left media went off with that and they began to just excoriate anybody and anything about it. He was referencing what Mark is talking about now, a process that had been working very successfully for many years. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, and he was talking about, I had just got a book to the White House to someone that knew him, and the product, we call them our sacramental products, because it cleanses our temple, our body, and to use the word disinfecting, that just means you're killing an infection. You're disinfecting something or detoxing, taking toxins away that are causing infection. And that's all this does. It has all the disinfectants do. I mean, where's all this alcohol that everybody washes their hands with? That's a disinfectant. They use chlorine dioxide that we make since 1814, 208 years it's been around. And it was invented by a guy named um, Sir Humphrey Davies. And it's been used all over the world to purify water and people have to drink it. They're after they purify. It's used in hospitals. It's used in gymnasiums. It's used against the anthrax attack. They sprayed the whole building with chlorine dioxide, killed all the anthrax. At the Katrina uh, hurricane, they use it on the black mold on the houses. Hey, John. Hey, Mark. Tent. Hey, Mark. I owned I owned an arena football team in New Orleans, the New Orleans Voodoo. Every month, every team in the arena football league was required to infect, disinfect their fields by spraying chlorine dioxide on the field. <laughs> so there you go. It's been using, it has over 30,000 patents. It has studies, it has studies that, that are done with rats stronger than what we're doing, and the rats got stronger and better and thrived. When they did it among men, uh, all the men had, mean, I was gonna say in Spanish, they had not one physiological evidence of any damage and they got better and stronger. Now we've done a study exclusively with the COVID um, virus, so-called COVID virus, and it's been approved in Bolivia. The government goes around house to house and gives it out. I have Bolivians here in jail with me. They confirmed it to me. And now over 8,000 doctors in 30 countries are using it. So. There's not a shred of evidence that, that the FDA could come up with to say that we have hurt one person. Where's the injured party? There's, there's none. They have no evidence. What they've done, Dan, it's a political move because we could have stopped the pandemic in its tracks. 
So they made a political move, shut these guys down, they're getting too big. Everywhere I went in the world, 20 countries and 63 seminars, a week before, the local newspapers, the local news stations were saying, this cult is coming to your area, telling you to drink bleach, and da 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 da, trying to discredit us and you know, give us a black eye or something. And that was going on for the last 10 years, Dan. So this isn't new against us. You know, some people say they're the most censored site on earth. We literally are. They shut down. I put something up, within a week they'd shut it down. I put something else up, a week they'd shut it down. So Google censored us, PayPal censored us, ClickBank censored us, even um, GoDaddy took away our domains. They, they took away many of our domains, trying to silence us for the last 10 years, really the last 12 years. But we just kept plugging along and asking the Lord, which to me is more important than anything physically. Uh, we're talking spiritually. We, uh, we trust the Lord. He told us to do it. And so as the early church healed people and then preached the gospel to them because they got their confidence, told them they really cared about them, they gave them the gospel. We're doing the same thing with natural things that God created. And just like, um, let me just say, lemons, okay? They bleach. So that doesn't mean a lemon's bad. Help. Ah, did we lose him? I think we lost him. If we did, he'll call back in just a moment. It shows that the uh, he's still connected. But we're not getting him. Until we do, let me just point you to something. There was an amazing documentary that was created. He didn't do it. It was created by uh, a guy that is in media who went from the question point and wanted to find out what the heck was going on. I wonder if he got cut off purposely. Wow. He'll call back. But this this documentary is titled The Universal Antidote. The Universal Antidote. And uh, are you there, Mark? Ah. He'll call back in just a minute. Anyway, you can get that. If you can't get it on Google, The Universal Antidote. Uh, you can get it on our website. You need to go back, go to truthnewsnet.org and go into the calendar of dates and go back to December, December the uh, uh, December the 13th. I started to say 11th. December 13th. And not only is the link to this movie, The Universal Antidote there, there's a list of other sources that you can go to. Mark has written multiple books. Um, And I want everybody, after you watch The Universal Antidote, I want you to find out about chlorine dioxide and how do you do that. You can investigate. You can find out about it. Do you know that every hospital in the United States uses it? Here he's he's calling back. Let's get him back here. Are you there, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, we got you now. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Isn't it funny... Isn't it funny how I mentioned about getting censored? Now, 
and my phone shut off. I mean, instantly, <laughs> it just it just clicked off. It wasn't like you had uh, bad interference or something. It just boom, it went blank. Yeah, they they're recording everything I'm saying, which I want them to. Yeah, you know, people would say, "Be careful what you say." No, I want them to hear what's going on. The 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 whole truth and nothing but the truth about this, and let the people of the world be our jury and God be our judge. Well, let, let me just tell you this one thing. I just glanced over. We have a million three hundred thousand people listening right now. So. During the break, I told him about the universal antidote, and um, I told him how to get it. If it's not still at YouTube, we've got it on our website, and I told him how to get here. And I told him that including on our webpage that uh, chronicles the conversation you and I had back on December the 13th, all of the links to your books. Tell us about your books. Okay, in 2016... Um, after six years of starting the church, we had been all over the world in 145 countries um, with people trained up. We didn't go to all those countries. And um, God really basically burdened me, tell the story. Tell, tell people what's going on. Tell them what you've learned about using this and, and about the pharmaceutical attacks on us and how the body works and the old testimonies in there. I've got 40 videos that we had to put on brighteon.com because when Mike Adams got thrown off YouTube, he's a friend of ours. I saw that. He set up his own um, basically platform called brighteon.com and I put all our videos there. There's 40 videos, two hours long, of my broadcast covering like diabetes. There's 10 testimonies of people cured, what they did. Now I want to show you what to do. And I did that for 40 different illnesses that we deal with. AIDS, you know, autism, uh, cancers, whatever. Plus I have a chapter just about cancer with over 60 testimonies, videos, some of them, and also how the body works, how to cleanse the liver, how, what current dioxide protocols you need to take, how to start it all in my first volume. The second and third volume is what we did around the world since 2006 till the 2020. And um, everybody that's reading it, um, it's, like, um, it's like having a book that you can have reference, a lot of, lot of uh, links that you can learn about. For instance, the germ theory, uh, pasteurization, how those things are wrong, and why it's destroying milk, why why the vaccinations have never worked in history, and what they're doing to the bodies, to the kids especially. And I get into a bunch of stuff. And then the last chapter, I have a clear cut in each one of my books, presentation of the Word of God, the Messiah, what God did to bring us to Him. Not anything we could do, but what Christ did on the cross 2,000 years ago as the Messiah. And that's my passion for everything we're doing, Dan. So you have the books there. You have a, a donation site because there's five families now that are without fathers and without providers. And we've had four babies born that we've not seen. 
and it's been 21 months now. Um, they pushed that trial up and until uh, September because they're waiting for me. Now, let me back up a little bit. After my sons were kidnapped, they were putting it in a jail without any bail. Now, isn't a judge supposed to ask the U.S. attorney, hey, um, you, there's no bail, but do you have any evidence why? Do you have any evidence why there should be no bail? Uh, they're a danger to society, okay? Isn't the judge supposed to ask, what's the danger? Sure. No, they didn't. They just said, oh, okay, they're a danger to society. Or, judge, they might be a flight risk. Uh, is there any evidence that they've run? Are they been standing in your face the whole time? with threatening to go to jail, but they're still there. They're not running anywhere. But the judge is complicit in the magistrates and all the five judges down the line till present day. They've never asked for evidence that we defrauded. How do we defraud? We say we're doing something, and you're saying we, we're not, but we have evidence that we are doing what we say, and you have no evidence to prove that we're not. I mean, so it's it's just logically um, abuse. It's just abuse. The First Amendment rights, the whole Bill of Rights, we're, we're guaranteed a speedy trial. I want a trial by jury. I want to stand before a 12 people, a peers of mine, that I've helped pick. I want to show them the documentaries. Now, we also did a documentary in 2016, same time I wrote my book, and that's where the universal antidote came out of. Because Jeff called me and says, hey, you convinced me. I can't believe what I've just seen. I want to do a documentary as a 30-year-old ICU technician and make it more technical. I wasn't trying to make it technical. I was trying to make it uh, with personal testimonies, before and after pictures. So he wanted to make it more clinical. He did, did a wonderful job. I think it's in almost 20 languages now. I was just in, in 12 languages. They took it off, they took away our website. It was called quantumleap.is. I had to go to Iceland because anything.com.org was being taken away from us. And so uh, now it's on Brighton. You could go to Brighton and look up the Genesis 2 Church documentary, and it comes up. G. Edward Griffin, great guy, I read his books about cancer a long time ago and about the, the Federal Reserve System. He found our video and republished it on Rumble. And I can even provide, I think I might even send you those links too. Absolutely. If not, I can get them to you. Yes, we have them, the Rumble uh, the Rumble shows, the videos, we have those on our website. Uh, during that break when we got disconnected, I told everybody we took them right to where they can get all of these, including the Universal Antidote, all of the links to the books that are up so far, and of course the uh, the stuff at Rumble. We have that already on the website. What we'll do, this is on the page back on December 11th, the story that we published that day. We're going to put up Tomorrow, it will go live. It'll be refreshed story about this entire thing. It will include a story about what happened in, in uh, Bolivia. 
the government of Bolivia has been pushing um, all of this out for over a year and it's been very successful at treating COVID-19. So all of that will be in this new story. But let me ask you this, Mark. How, how is your family? How are, how are they living? Okay. How are they surviving? Well, we grew I was been a missionary for 44 years. Yes. And my kids grew up in Africa, Dominican Republic, Haiti, as missionary kids. And we've seen God do amazing things in the ministry, and the kids have a lot of faith. And they, they're all believers. Their children are being raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So we look at this almost like a Joseph scenario. You know, he was locked up for nothing. Yet in, even in jail, he had a testimony. And let me tell you, my sons two nights ago told me they opened the chapel and it was packed with 40 people, no standing room only, just preaching in Spanish. And then 10 to 15 English on the English um, service every day. So they're continuing on. They're on the front lines because this is a spiritual battle then. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we're dealing against that. And I know that we have peace. But I just don't tell you that. My whole family has peace. Now it's tough on the kids. The wives. This is why that donation site is so important because that goes directly to them that they rent food. And you know what? For 20 months, almost to the penny, every month, God gives us enough money. And we've only had that up for a year. Gives us enough money to to pay for everybody and take care of us. So He's preparing a table in the presence of our enemies for us. So you're talking about you're, you're talking about the givesendgo.com site, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That's that's on that's on our webpage that's up there now, but it will go to the front story of today's show. We'll do a special edition, have all of these links and actually have the uh, Universal Antidote movie link. We'll have that on there tomorrow for everybody to get to. We're going to give TNN Live is going to give, and we're going to make a commitment to give every month, and we're going to believe that the end game for this is total freedom and for the exposure of all of those that have been in this bureaucratic, crazy lockdown, stealing all of our liberties. They're going to be exposed, and this is going to be just one part of it. We are going to make the truth be known. Now, I asked you... As a pastor, when we talked earlier, not on the show live today, but yesterday or or earlier, I asked you if you had been keeping up with what's going on in Europe between Ukraine and Russia, and you said, yes, you had, and that you wanted to speak to it. Tell us where you are in uh, processing what's going on in Europe. Okay, no, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked me, because this is what... It's really important. I'm writing two other books right now. One's called The Plan of God for the Ages, and the other one is The Government of God, A King and His Kingdom. Okay? When we talk about the Ukraine, Russia, we talk about prophecy. Okay? These are just sidetracks. Israel is the timepiece of God. 
And from, it says in First Peter 20, 120, that it was foreordained before the foundation of the world that the plan of God would be fulfilled in Christ. And see, that's the prophecy that's really important. The book I'm writing right now, A King and His Kingdom, in the beginning, there was God in His kingdom. In the end, there's gonna be God in His kingdom. We're in this transitional period, I believe it's no more than six or 7,000 years at most. And we're in this trans transitional period before the end is gonna come, eternity is gonna start in Revelation 21 and 22. So Ukraine is just one of these things, wars and rumors of wars. But what is really happening, okay, is, and this is how it all ties together why they're trying to silence us. This pandemic has brought out a lot of good truth. What kind of truths? Well, the FDA approves whatever the big pharma wants them to approve. COVID is being found out as a scam to control the world and maybe even depopulate the world. Uh, for 2017, 160 nations in the UN wanted to, I made a deal, a contract to depopulate the world to 800 million before 2030. I read that today. Um, we could stop the spike proteins. This is really cool about chlorine dioxide. If somebody was vaccinated, we could stop the spike proteins from attaching to the ACE2 receptor in the body we can stop the blood clots. We can stop the graphene oxide. We can break it apart. Now we, chlorine dioxide. That's another thing why they're trying to stop us. The corruption in the farm, pharma is being found out. That they're all about money. They don't care about safety. Uh, the corruption of the Department of Justice. In our case, in others, they just hold you, do what they want, because they have the guns and the keys. Attacks against natural remedies, alternate therapies, uh, crimes against humanity by Fauci. Uh, all these things uh, are directly involved in our case, you know? So the answer to Ukraine thing, I think Ukraine is, is they're handpicking where they're bombing, and they're bombing all these biological labs that are on the Russian border. There are 30 of them. There's over 300 in the world, and this biological things, and let me tell you something really cool if you haven't heard this before. In Revelation, they talk about they would not cease from their sorceries in Revelation 9.21. Well, that word in Greek is pharmakia, okay? The sorceries they're talking about is not conjuring up spirits, even though that's going on. It's talking about using pharmaceutical chemicals, poisons, and that's what the word pharmakia means, poison makers. They're using that and they won't stop doing it. And what's the outcome? Pestilence, diseases, illnesses around the world. And this is a foreshadow of what's gonna happen in Revelation. They're practicing. The Antichrist is missing. The mark of the beast is missing. Some people think it's already here through, through the, the vaccine do something they're practicing with chips under the skin. These things are happening before our eyes and it's prophesied over 2,000 years ago. You can go back to the book of Daniel. You can read about this. The first prophecy in the Bible, 
was in Genesis 3, 16, 15, where the prophecy of one day through the woman's seed, our Messiah will come and crush the serpent's head. And all the serpent will be able to do to, the, to this one that comes, the Messiah we call, is bruise his heel. And he literally did bruise his heel on the cross, his foot, and when he nailed him to the cross. So as a pastor, I've been all over the world preaching. I've set up Bible institutes, uh, trained men to start churches. Um, and that is my passion because that's eternity. You close your, your eyes in death one day, you enter eternity. And you know, in the early 1900s then, there was a scientist, I forget his name, and he put everybody that was dying on a bed with a scale. And everybody, when they died, gave up their lives, but completely dead, not clinically dead, they couldn't bring him back. Everybody lost 23 grams. That's the, that's the weight of the soul that leaves the body. And in my books, I put in a, if you could find this and put it up, it's a wonderful documentary by a doctor that was an atheist named Dr. Rawlings. It's called To Hell and Back. He goes to six atheists that died, and he brought them back, and their experience while they were clinically dead, what happened to them. I know one of them, he's a pastor in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, his name is uh, Ron, Ronald Reagan. I, I know him, I preached in his church. But he, um, he was an atheist, and the stories are amazing, but they're almost happened to them when they died during this time period and were brought back so they were clinically dead but not completely dead as of yet and so but the eternal the eternal message and that's the other book i'm writing about the plan of god for the ages is needs to be the forefront of everyone's life it says from deuteronomy all the way to revelation thou shalt love the lord thy god with all the heart thy mind and thy soul and if the world would do this and use the basic Ten Commandments as their guide, moral guide, we wouldn't have the pharmaceuticals doing what they want. We wouldn't have the corruption in the Congress and Department of Justice and all throughout the world. It's sin that's reigning and not God today. And I want to write these books, start getting people to think more about God. And yes, I'm going to continue. When I get out, I'm not going to stop helping people because it's a wonderful vehicle to show somebody you really care about them when their wife is dying and now they're alive, their baby's dying and now it's alive, their, their husband, their daughter, family member, and we brought them back from death. In my books, you'll see people on deathbeds and then you see them six months later, plump and juicy and healthy. And uh, the, the videos that you can watch I've got over 200 video testimonies on Brighton and BitChute under G2 Church. G, capital G, 2 Church. You put them in there, and we have others under MMS testimonials all over the internet. And what brings me a lot of pleasure and peace also is we trained up so many people in a 10-year period and when we started the church that it's continuing on. The testimonies are continuing in. There's chat rooms on Telegram. There's doctors that have been trained up. 
uh, I've done seminars with uh, Kerry Rivera, Jim Humble, and, and uh, Andreas Gelka in different parts of the world. And we have people on TV and talk with prostate cancer cured with your doctor. We got 350,000 emails in one day from in Prague, uh, it's Czech Republic now, uh, Prague's the capital, um, all over there. We have testimonies all over Europe. People are coming in, 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 in jail here and they've already known about chlorine dioxide. Oh yeah, I took that for COVID. It cured me in three days. So the, the mainstream media is squelching this message and people like you, Dan, and I'm not trying to puff you up, but the Bible says, let another man praise you, let another man's mouth praise you and not your own. You're doing a great job by standing up to this. Stu Peters had me on the other day. Great guy, he loves God. He had me on and he's looking into it. Dr. Jane Ruby just had him um, a, a video uh, on her on broadcast talking about calling the outside. Mike Adams is talking about it. Trump talked about it indirectly. Um, I want to get to talk to Kennedy. I want to get to talk to Big Tree because these guys, they know about it because I know people that talk to them. I want to get to talk to, you know, um, other guys that have like Joe Rogan. I know someone that Joe Rogan admires, taught him how to fight MMA. Pat Militech, he's a friend of mine. He takes chlorine dioxide. He's trying to get me on there, but he's being blocked because we're very controversial. Remember what happened to Joe a few weeks ago sure. when he mentioned uh, ivermectin? Yeah. But good, he's getting more uh, guts, I think, to say, hey, this is true, I'm gonna speak it. Don't we have the freedom of, of the press? Well, brother, let me just say this as we, we gotta, we gotta end this thing. Let me just say this. You're, you're my hero. And every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central Time, I'm part of a prayer meeting that's, that's online, Facebook online. And your name comes up regularly and we pray for you and your sons. And we want this whole thing to be ended and ended with complete vindication for what you guys have been through. But one thing I promise you is we are going to continue to stand with you in this fight against this evil. And we're doing it by putting factual information out there so people can learn the truth. Here's what we're going to do. And I'm, I'm telling you and I'm telling all of our listeners that are listening in. There will be a story that will go up within the next hour. And the title of the story is going to be simply Mark Grennan. And what we'll do is copy all of the stuff from the December 11th show and that story that day with all of the links and everything, including specifically the Give, Send, Go spot and link to Give, Send, Go. You can give to Mark. You can give for his family. All of their income has been stripped by our federal government. No speedy trial, no bail, sitting and rotting in jail. Mark is in Bogota, Colombia. And they won't even extradite him to the United States to face trial for these things that are alleged. Mark, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being a true patriot and a patriot of the kingdom of God at the same time. We have your back and we're praying for you. And you have an outlet anytime and every time 
here at Truth News Network. Thank you, brother. I just want to say this one thing. Your prayers mean more to me than a billion dollars. And we're not only fighting for ourselves, we're fighting for the people that are going to come up behind us so they won't be abused by doing the things that we're doing or similar. God bless you guys. We love you. And I'll be talking to you soon. Thank you, ma'am. Mark Grennan, what a man. Boy, does he have a lot of energy and does he believe totally in everything that you heard him say. Folks, don't go away. We have a lot of people that are listening in. We got to take this short break. We're going to be back in a moment. And there are some other things that you need to know about. So we'll be right back. Subway Restaurant Storytime Theater proudly presents Jack and the Beanstalk. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the... I, I smell uh, something delicious. Hey, little fella, what you got there? Oh, this? It's the big hot pastrami sub from Subway Restaurants. Mmm, that does look tasty. It sure is. Climbing that beanstalk out there makes you hungry. Uh, you mind if I have a bite? Sure! I'll trade you for that goose over there with the golden eggs. You got a deal! Hungry for something big? Then pick up a big hot pastrami sub from Subway Restaurants. Layer upon layer of delicious hot pastrami stacked high and toasted to flavorful perfection on freshly baked bread. Topped with pickles, mustard, and melted Swiss cheese, it's the perfect way to satisfy any giant-sized appetite. Big Hot Pastrami, available at participating restaurants for a limited time only. See restaurants for details. Subway. Eat fresh. For over 75 years, people have saved money with... Oh, with Geico. Oh, sorry. Here we go, from the top, and action. For over 75 years, people have saved money with Gecko, so... Cut it! What? What did I say? Gecko. I said Gecko. Oh. For over 75 years... <laughs> Keep it together. I'm good, I'm good. For over 75... <laughs> what are you doing there? Stop making me laugh. Geico. Saving people money for over 75 years. Don't look at me, don't look at me. Out for some lays and you face a test. Which tasty chip will be the best? Sour cream and onion smoky bar. Cheddar, sour cream, salt, and vinegar, too. You sample them all, cause the crisp is so good on your lips. Yeah. You left your wallet at home, but now you have a new best friend. The many flavors of Lay's chips. One taste, and you're in love. What we're going to do is tomorrow's story at the homepage of Truth News Network. It's www.truthnewsnet.org. We're going to put uh, all of that information with all of the links to the stories, to the books, the, the electronic books, to that movie, and uh, it'll all be there. And also at the bottom of the page, we'll have a spot where you can have the link to click to this show today. And then uh, tell you what we'll do. We won't put the entire show. We'll put the part where Mark joined us. And uh, you can share it with anybody. Anything we put on our sh- on our stories, as far as links or sources, you just take that link. You can copy and paste it. You can click on it from there. You can share the link with anybody. We need to let everybody know that uh, all of this stuff that we've been told by the medical bureaucratic machine, and that's what it turns out to be. Maybe we need to throw the word political 
in the mix there where we're coming up with the name because it's all being used politically. It was very organized, structured, and planned. That in itself should give us some pause. There are too many moving parts for it all to just happen. And you heard there, he got cut off. And it wasn't a, um, you know, a signal problem from Bogota. It just instantly went totally silent. It's interesting that happens, but it's also got an explanation for it happening. A few more things today we got to get to before we get away, things that you need to know about. The idea that Canadian oil and gas could help fill shortfalls in Europe and the U.S., and that actually could happen, folks. We've been relying on Russia for too much of our energy since Joe Biden has been president. We were energy independent before he took office, and on day one, he started to slide away. Well, it's being talked about getting some fill-in from Canada. 64% of Americans believe that Canada should fill the void left following our now ban on Russian oil. The challenge for Canada would be an increasing production. It could take years, not weeks or months, in figuring out how to ship it across the border. Remember this, between 2014 and 2017, according to polling from the Pew Research Center, support for the Keystone XL pipeline, it dropped 17 points from 59 to 42%. It also had a major partisan divide. 76% of Republicans, or those that lean Republican or Independent, supporting it, 74% of Democrats opposing it. That year, Donald Trump reversed former President Obama's decision to halt the pipeline. In January of last year, Biden revoked the cross-border permits the pipeline needed, and the project was officially dead by June. What does all this mean, folks? Look, we went, we did the deep dive into this whole conversation yesterday. Here's the thing. Maybe, just maybe, we need to go towards all or close to all of our energy being from renewable sources. Maybe we should do that. But folks, it was not only stupid, it was insane for Joe Biden to do what he did to the fossil fuel industry when he did it all within just hours of becoming the president of the United States. There is no transition plan. That is the insane thing. Why, oh why, when you don't have a solution, you don't have an answer, you don't have an alternative, we use every day X amount of energy. And we know exactly how much of what energy source we have to have to live. Why not, if you want to get us all off fossil fuel at one spot in our future, why don't head for that, but do it with a plan. Create the alternate energies that we need to go to, have them functioning and operating, having them tested, knowing for a fact that they will be the what we need thing. And then begin, create and begin a transition plan away from fossil fuels. If that's the answer, and if it is the answer, we need to know what we're going to turn to to create that and to implement that. It is insanity for us to watch 
what is happening as Joe Biden and his political backers and everybody in the Democrat Party pretty much, they hate fossil fuel. They hate it, and they just want it gone. But the price for doing that, every American is already paying. Because when Joe Biden canceled the pipeline, XL pipeline permit, which would, and what it was designed to do, was be the way to transmit oil and gas from southern Canada through the middle of the United States down to Houston and New Orleans, that's where we go to put on ships and send around the world. And also to refineries in both places, New Orleans and Houston. When they stopped that, besides putting a bunch of people out of work, what happened was this is making the Canadians send their oil somewhere else. And to send it anywhere, they can't stick it in a pipeline. What do they do with it? They take it to the West Coast or the East Coast. And where does it go from there? Well, what's closest as far as a a major buyer on the West Coast of Canada? That would be China. That would be Southeast Asia. On the East Coast, Northern Europe. What about the United States? What about us? <laughs> this administration doesn't think through any of the policies that they implement. They just are flying by the seat of their, their pants and they have no idea the price the American people are paying. And there's something else that happened. You heard in our conversations with Mark Grennan talking about the medical bureaucracy. Everybody knows who Rand Paul is. He's a senator from Kentucky. He's Registered Republican, because you have to, basically. But he's more conservative than most Republicans. He overnight slammed a group of five of his fellow Republican senators. Why? Because yesterday they voted against an amendment that he crafted, and the amendment was to fire Dr. Anthony Fauci. These five senators had once voted in favor of impeaching Donald Trump. Now, you put that in the context of what we know. Trump didn't collude with Russia. So they know that what they voted to do, impeach Donald Trump, they shouldn't have done. It was a stupid vote. It was a bad vote. Additionally, we find out more every day that Dr. Anthony Fauci was and is a fraud. While we're paying him $400,000-plus a year to be the fraud-in-chief over the National Institutes of Health. I guess I'm not surprised that Republican senators who voted to get rid of Trump voted to keep Anthony Fauci. Paul said in a statement after this vote yesterday, disappointed but not surprised. I think if Republican voters in their home states learn of this vote to keep Fauci, these voters will be very unhappy. Now, who are they? Republican Senators Richard Burr of North Carolina, Susan Collins of Maine, Bill Cassidy from my state, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, Jerry Moran of Kansas, they all voted against the amendment. The same group of senators also voted to convict Trump, with the exception of Moran, who criticized the former president but said he would not vote to convict Trump because it could establish a dangerous precedent. 
Paul forwarded this amendment on Monday that would eliminate Fauci's role as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That's a under agency under the National Institutes of Health. We've learned a lot over the past couple of years, but one lesson in particular is that no one person should be deemed dictator-in-chief, Paul said. No one person should have unilateral authority to make decisions for millions of us. Listen to this, folks. Let me just stop here. Let me just tell you this. We, you and me, we have been inserted and kept inserted in a pot that has been at top heat for two and a half years. Maybe not two and a half, maybe just two. But our lives have been completely altered. Many have been completely altered permanently. There are many people who are dead today because of the Fauciisms and all of the policies that were put in place, many of which are still in place, that are not true, are false, actually on their own killed thousands of Americans and other people around the world. Every day more and more facts are coming out that show that. We're going to publish a story tomorrow. We have a laboratory-controlled test, massive, credible, and it proves that Ivermectin, you know, that that horse drug is more effective treating certain strands of COVID-19 than any other medicine in the world, including the three vaccines that have been jabbed into people in the tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands and even millions in the United States. Horse medicine. You just heard Mark Grennan talk about a treatment that has been effective working for a hundred plus years. I forget the exact number of years. And then you've heard his story because he got crossways with the bureaucracy of healthcare in the United States and he wouldn't comply. He wouldn't sit down and shut up and just kept doing the things that he had been doing for years and years and years that were wonderful things that created wonderful results in the lives of people all around the world, documented in the thousands, tens of thousands, nobody with adverse effects from any of this. Story after story, movie after movie, book after book have all documented This is the world in which we find ourselves, folks. This is the leadership that we find ourselves being forced to follow. And it's really nothing but the absence of leadership. We got to find a way to deal with it. We'll have that story up tomorrow with all of the links, all the information, including the donation link. If you want to support the Mark Grennan family, three sons, Wives, kids, and the federal government pulled the rug out from under them and won't even try them. You know why they won't try them. They'll be in front of the public. It will be a internationally carried trial. They don't want the truth out there. That's what it's all about. Guys, listen. TNN Live is going to go away for one day. We're not going to have a show on Friday. Nothing's wrong. 
going to be on the road doing things for TNN Live. But there's going to be a lot of truthnewsnet.org that you want to see tomorrow morning. Have a great one. One of these days the sky's going to break and everything will escape and I'll know One of these days the mountains are going to fall into the sea and they'll know You and I were made for this I was made to taste your kiss We were made to never fall away Never fall i